Have you ever wondered what unicorns eat for breakfast? Or maybe what they use to keep their skin looking so flawless? Well, even if I don't know these answers, I can tell you something equally as interesting and unicorn related. Over 20% of all unicorn startups are using HubSpot, and for good reason. HubSpot's all-in-one platform levels up your sales, software, and support so you can grow beyond your wildest dreams, boosting leads and ramping sales along the way. They even have a constantly evolving collection of resources to help startups scale. Plus, with the HubSpot for Startups program, you can save up to 90% off your first year. I'll admit it does sound a little too good to be true. But unlike that majestic and also incredibly fictitious unicorn, HubSpot for Startups is all real. To see if you're eligible to save on HubSpot and take your growth to new heights, visit HubSpot.com startups. Good morning, everyone. It is Monday, October 23rd. I'm Ben Berkeley here with Sarah Friedman, and this is The Hustle Daily Show. It wasn't long ago that headlines were declaring the death of the American chain restaurant. But in today's top story, we'll tell you why those obituaries were a little premature. Chain restaurants are back and growing fast, as brands like Texas Roadhouse, Outback Steakhouse, and Olive Garden can tell you. As they get their groove back, we'll tell you why. But first, we're going to run you through the stories making headlines today in the world of business and tech. The FCC voted to restore net neutrality regulations. Those are the open internet rules that prohibit broadband providers from blocking or slowing down services like Google or Netflix on their networks. Early 2024 is the soonest the updated rules can be enacted. And this has gotten pretty partisan over the years. And as that fight has turned more partisan, just note, this may wind up kind of seesawing endlessly based on which political party has control of the Capitol at the time. Let's move on to Hollywood. Studios and the Actors Union are going to resume negotiations tomorrow after 100 days on strike. That happened fast. Amazon will begin testing Agility Robotics bipedal digit robot and a possible move toward robot-powered fulfillment centers. It's still early days here. No jobs are going to be at risk for a good while. These robots from Agility are going to need to be pretty thoroughly tested and also show consistent productivity gains in those tests before Amazon goes all in on them. But this is a situation where uh, Agility is one of the first companies that was part of Amazon's innovation fund, which is about a billion dollars. So it'll be interesting to see where this goes. We'll keep you up to date on that. But for now, let's talk about Jon Stewart. His Apple TV Plus show will not return for a third season. And the reason Stewart gave is pretty eyebrow raising that there was pushback from Apple executives over his coverage plans for China, Israel, and AI. Uh, A very interesting clash of content independence and the big tech, as big tech kind of moves into this space, will this be how this works? We can only hope not, and people can still continue to make things that speak truth. Home prices, we'll talk about how bad they are in South Florida. They have reached a very weird new high In Palm Beach last quarter, the average sale price topped $20 million and the average price per square foot, which was more than $4,500, actually is two and a half times more expensive than Manhattan. So this is a pretty great way to start the week with a reminder that housing sucks everywhere. Let's go on to Tyson, which has invested in Protex, a 
Dutch insect protein company. They're going to also help Protex build a U.S. factory where they can turn soldier flies into pet food for cats, birds, fish, and we're going to see a lot more insect protein content coming up. It is seen as one way to more sustainably feed this planet. So while we talk about enticing foods, let's talk about one last thing with Frito-Lay is doing. They have mashed Cheetos and pretzels together into a product known as Cheetos pretzels. It's exactly what you expect. Pretzels with, you know, orange and if we're talking flaming hot, red flavoring dust. For parent company PepsiCo, this is their latest gambit to expand a $21 billion snacking segment. And it doesn't seem like a bad bet. I think their consumer data found that 63% of Cheetos consumers also purchased pretzels. Also notable, 58% of the pretzel category's growth recently has come from flavored offerings. Also, are you going to bet against Cheetos? As a former teen who once couldn't put them down if I tried, I'm sure not. Okay, let's move on to our main story today, which is chain restaurants. This is one of those stories that I don't know if we would directly call it happy news. It is for me though. I love a chain restaurant and they are doing well. Sarah, can you tell us more about the chain restaurant revival? Yes, I am a fellow huge fan of the chain restaurant. So agreed, this is great news for all of us. It does appear that they are having somewhat of a comeback. So we're talking about the really nostalgic spots that you probably grew up going to in the 90s as a kid. Texas Roadhouse, for one, was named the fastest growing restaurant brand in the world in a brand finance report. It said there has been a 56% value increase in 2023. The Melting Pot, which was kind of a classic high school date night spot for fondue. The Melting Pot is giving 90 of its current restaurants a makeover and is looking to open 30 more locations. Outback Steakhouse is actually very huge in Brazil, which I did not know. And sales there jumped 61% in the first half of 2023. And good old Olive Garden saw sales grow 11.6% in the last quarter of 2023 and is having a big moment on TikTok right now with a new viral trend that involves people essentially seeing how many dishes they can knock back at uh, the never ending possible menu, which is pretty hilarious. But now the hashtag Olive Garden has amassed 1.8 billion views on TikTok. So it is having a little bit of a renaissance. Well, I one, I'm going to start us off with maybe half a plate for me in terms of the never ending possible. That's 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 the max. I really hope they let you take it home because I'm going to need that. But I guess the real question here is around why now? They were obviously really popular when we were growing up and then they plummeted. And now this revival, like what's what's behind it? Yeah, I think that's interesting because as you said, they kind of went away when we kind of had our fast casual obsession. Everyone wanted a bowl at Chipotle or on the other end of the spectrum, like a trendy tapas restaurant, something a little little bit more fancy, not so cookie cutter as a chain. But I think a few factors are driving this revival, one being just inflation and the rising food costs happening right now. People want deals, they want a kid's menu, they want prices that are locked in, and these bigger chains are able to more 
effectively keep costs down because as inflation pushes, you know, egg prices up or ingredient prices up, the more chain restaurants you have, the more you can keep those prices down. And chains are more consistent. So as inflation is hitting all of our wallets, if you have kind of your one night a week where you want to go out and enjoy, it's just less risky to go somewhere reliable and not gamble on Yelp reviews and the fact that sometimes restaurants can be bad and then you've wasted a night out and the money that goes along with that. And then lastly, there's just the nostalgia factor. I think we see this, you know, with clothing trends and in media, like people like familiar things from their childhood. And I think especially like when the world is a little scary, there's something really comforting about going back to an old favorite. I I feel that. I mean, I think that that second one you kind of pointed out there around like the consistency and not wanting to gamble on a bad meal. Like maybe this is more of a a city experience at this point where like living in Los Angeles, the amount of times I've gone out to a restaurant that just like looked good, but then tasted like garbage. And then the bill comes and it's like, that is obscene for ordering just two entrees. And you're like, cool, that was $90. What just happened? That, why? Why would I do that when I can go to, you know, an Applebee's, which I actually can't, they're not in LA, but, you know, I can go to a chain and I know what I'm getting and I know the price will be fair. But I, I'd also, one other thing I just add here, they were really well set up for the modern world. Like these are places that have, you know, for this delivery app world that we live in, they are really well positioned. They've had like the infrastructure in place to produce, you know, like Chili's to Go was going on a long time before what we're looking at right now being the popular thing for restaurants, having a, a strong external operation. And so I think that that's something that has really probably benefited them greatly in this time. They're just, they're convenient. The parking lots are usually big and the lack of hassle, I think also seems to carry across industries because like this doesn't, I guess, in the context of say other industries, this kind of makes sense. It feels like chains are having a renaissance throughout. I don't know if you've noticed that too. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's a lot of reporting just on kind of like this chainification of everything, whether it's, you know, Starbucks or retail stores or even hotels, chain hotels versus little B&Bs and boutique hotels. I think, as you said, there's just an element of it being easier. It's a safer bet. People know what they're getting. And again, like with the cost of living as high as it is now, people just aren't as interested in taking a gamble. If if you get your one week off of PTO, there's something comforting in staying in a hotel chain where you've stayed before and had a good experience rather than kind of risking it with a small boutique hotel. So I think chains are of late kind of taking over multiple industries. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a good note for us as we evolve our newsletter. All like, let's make sure that this feels like a, a train, a chain experience through and through. Everyone knows exactly what they're getting and feels like they're getting a good value for their free read and free podcast. That's a whole other diversion that we don't need to go down. I think that actually is our time for today. Thank you, everyone, for tuning into the Hustle Daily Show. We're a proud part of the Hustle Podcast Network. Our editor today is Ezra Trupiano and our executive producer is Darren Clark. We've got a lot more tech and business coverage in our newsletter. If you're not subscribed, go yourself signed up at thehustle.co slash email. 
we'll see you tomorrow. Hey, everybody, let me tell you about this great podcast that's available right now. Creator Science, hosted by Jay Klaus, is brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, which is the audio destination for business professionals. Creator Science goes behind the scenes with today's top creators. Through narrative interviews, Jay Klaus explores how creators like Tim Urban, James Clear, Tori Dunlap, and Cody Sanchez are building their audiences today. And by learning how these creators make a living with their art and creativity, Creator Science can help you gain tools and confidence to do exactly the same. I was actually listening to an episode recently where Jay had on Dr. K, who is a Harvard psychiatrist. And Dr. K helps a lot of creators with performance, burnout, and dealing with a lot of negative feedback online. It's a great hour of conversation with Dr. K, where Dr. K really breaks down what it means to be a creator today and the burnout that a lot of creators do experience and what to do when you get that burnout, because you will. And you can listen to Creator Science wherever you get your podcasts, and I definitely suggest it. Listen to Creator Science wherever you get your podcasts.